Act Five of the White Devil by John Webster. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Five, Scene One, A Passage Over the Stage of Bracciano, Flaminio, Marcello, Hortensio, Corombona, Cornelia, Zanche and others. Flaminio and Hortensio remain. In all the weary minutes of my life, day ne'er broke up till now. This marriage confirms me happy. Tis a good assurance. Saw you not yet the moor that's come to court? Yes, and conferred with him in the duke's closet. I have not seen a goodlier personage, nor ever talked with man better experienced in state affairs or rudiments of war. He hath, by report, served the Venetian in candy these twice seven years, and been chief in many a bold design. What are those two that bear him company? Two noblemen of Hungary, that, living in the Emperor's service as commanders eight years since, contrary to the expectation of the court, entered into religion in the strict order of Capuchins. But, being not well settled in their undertaking, they left their order and returned to court, for which, being after troubled in conscience, they vowed their service against the enemies of Christ, went to Malta, were there knighted, and in their return back at this great solemnity, they are resolved for ever to forsake the world, and settle themselves here, in a house of Capuchins in Padua. Tis strange. One thing makes it so. They have vowed for ever to wear, next their bare bodies, those coats of mail they served in. Hard penance. Is the more a Christian? He is. Why proffers he his service to our duke? Because he understands there's like to grow some wars between us and the duke of Florence, in which he hopes employment. I never saw one in a stern, bold look wear more command, nor in a lofty phrase express more knowing or more deep contempt of our slight, airy courtiers, as if he travelled all the prince's courts of Christendom, in all things strives to express that all that should dispute with him may know, glories like glow-worms afar off shine bright, but looked too near have neither heat nor light. The Duke. Enter Bracciano, Francisco, disguised like Molinassar. Lodovico and Gasparo, bearing their swords, their helmets down. Antonelli, Farnese. You are nobly welcome. We have heard it full, your honorable service against the Turk. To you, brave Molinassar, we assign a competent pension, and are inly sorry the vows of those two worthy gentlemen make them incapable of our proffered bounty. Your wishes, you may leave your warlike swords for monuments in our chapel. I accept it as a great honour done me, and must crave your leave to furnish out our duchess revels. Only one thing, as the last vanity you e'er shall view, deny me not to stay to see a barriers prepared to night, eh? You shall have private standings. It hath pleased the great ambassadors of several princes in their return from Rome to their own countries to grace our marriage, and to honour me with such a kind of sport. I shall persuade them to stay, my lord. Set on there to the presence. Exeunt Bracciano, Flaminio, and Hortensio. Noble my lord, most fortunately welcome. The conspirators here embrace. You have our vows sealed with the sacrament to second your attempts. And all things ready. He could not have invented his own ruin, had he despaired, with more propriety. You would not take my way. Tis better ordered. 
to have poisoned his prayer-book or a pair of beads the pummel of his saddle his looking-glass or the handle of his racket oh that 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 while he had been bandying at tennis he might have sworn himself to hell and struck his soul into the hazard oh my lord i would have our plot be ingenious and have it hereafter recorded for example rather than borrow example there's no way more speeding than this thought on on then and yet methinks that this revenge is poor because it steals upon him like a thief to have taken him by the cask in a pitched field led him to florence it had been rare and there have crowned him with a wreath of stinking garlic to have shown the sharpness of his government and rankness of his lust flaminio comes exeunt lodovico antonelli and gasparo enter flaminio marcello and zanche why doth this devil haunt you say i know not for by this light i do not conjure for her tis not so great a cunning as men think to raise the devil for he has won up already the greatest cunning were to lay him down she is your shame i prithee pardon her in faith you see women are like to birds where their affection throws them there they'll stick that is my countryman a goodly person when he's at leisure i'll discourse with him in our own language i beseech you do exit zanche how is't brave soldier oh that i had seen some of your iron days i pray relate some of your service to us tis a ridiculous thing for a man to be his own chronicle i did never wash my mouth with mine own praise for fear of getting a stinking breath you're too stoical the duke will expect other discourse from you i shall never flatter him i have studied man too much to do that what difference is between the duke and i no more than between two bricks all made of one clay only it may be one is placed in top of a turret the other in the bottom of a well by mere chance if i were placed as high as the duke i should stick as fast make as fair a show and bear out weather equally if this soldier had a patent to beg in churches then he would tell them stories i have been a soldier too how have you thrived faith poorly that's the misery of peace only outsides are then respected as ships seem very great upon the river which show very little upon the seas so some men in the court seem colossuses in a chamber who if they came into the field would appear pitiful pygmies give me a fair room yet hung with arras and some great cardinal to lug me by the ears as his endeared minion and thou mayest do the devil knows what villainy and safely right you shall see in the country in harvest time pigeons though they destroy never so much corn the farmer dare not present the fowling-piece to them why because they belong to the lord of the manor whilst your poor sparrows that belong to the lord of heaven they go to the pot for it i will give you some politic instruction the duke says he will give you pension that's but bare promise get it under his hand for i have known men that have come from serving against the turk for three or four months they have had pension to buy them new wooden legs and fresh plasters but after twas not to be had 
and this miserable courtesy shows as if a tormentor should give hot cordial drinks to one three-quarters dead of the rack, only to fetch the miserable soul again to endure more dog-days. Exit Francesco. Enter Hortensio, a young lord, Zanche, and two more. How now, gallants? What, are they ready for the barriers? Yes, the lords are putting on their armour. What's he? A new upstart, one that swears like a falconer, and will lie in the duke's ear day by day like a maker of almanacs. And yet I knew him, since he came to the court, smell worse of sweat than an under-tennis-court keeper. Look, you, yonder's your sweet mistress. Thou art my sworn brother. I'll tell thee. I do love that moor, that witch, very constrainedly. She knows some of my villainy. I do love her just as a man holds a wolf by the ears. But for fear of her turning upon me and pulling out my throat, I would let her go to the devil. I hear she claims marriage of thee. Faith, I made to her some such dark promise, and in seeking to fly from it I ran on, like a frighted dog with a bottle at its tail, that fain would bite it off and yet dares not look behind him. Now, my precious gypsy. Ay, your love to me rather cools than heats. Marry, I am the sounder lover. We have many wenches about the town heat too fast. What do you think of these perfumed gallants, then? Their satin cannot save them. I am confident they have a certain spice of the disease, for they that sleep with dogs shall rise with fleas. Believe it. A little painting and gay clothes make you loathe me. How, love a lady for painting or gay apparel? I'll unkennel one example more for thee. Aesop had a foolish dog that let go the flesh to catch the shadow. I would have courtiers be better diners. You remember your oaths? Lovers' oaths are like mariners' prayers uttered in extremity. But when the tempest is o'er, and that the vessel leaves tumbling, they fall from protesting to drinking. And yet, amongst gentlemen, protesting and drinking go together, and agree as well as shoemakers and Westphalia bacon. They are both draws on. For drink draws on protestation, and protestation draws on more drink. Is not this discourse better now than the morality of your sunburnt gentleman? Enter Cornelia. Is this your perch, you haggard? Fly to the stews. Strikes Zanche. You should be clapped by the heels now. Strike in the court. Exit Cornelia. She's good for nothing but to make her maids catch colder nights. They dare not use a bedstaff for fear of her light fingers. You're a strumpet, an impudent one. Kicks Zanche. Why do you kick her, say? Do you think that she's like a walnut tree? Must she be cudgelled ere she bear good fruit? She brags that you shall marry her. What then? I had rather she were pitched upon a stake in some new-seated garden to affright her fellow crows thence. You're a boy, a fool. Be guardian to your hound. I am of age. If I take her near you, I'll cut her throat. With a fan of feather? And for you, I'll whip this folly from you. Are you choleric? I'll purge it with rhubarb. Oh, your brother. Hang him. He wrongs me most thought to offend me least. I do suspect my mother played foul play when she conceived thee. Now, by all my hopes, like the two slaughtered sons of Oedipus, the very flames of our affections shall turn to ways. Those words I'll make thee answer with thy heart blood. Do, like the geese in the progress. You know where you shall find me. Very good. Exit Flaminio. And thou beest a noble friend, bear him my sword, and bid him fit the length on it. Sir, I shall. Exeunt all but Zanche. He comes. 
hence petty thoughts of my disgrace enter francesco i ne'er loved my complexion till now cause i may boldly say without a blush i love you your love is untimely sown there's a spring at michaelmas but tis but a faint one i am sunk in years and i have vowed never to marry alas poor maids get more lovers than husbands yet you may mistake my wealth for as when ambassadors are sent to congratulate princes there's commonly sent along with them a rich present so that though the prince like not the ambassador's person nor words yet he likes well of the presentment so i may come to you in the same manner and be better loved for my dowry than my virtue i'll think on the motion do i'll now detain you no longer at your better leisure i'll tell you things shall startle your blood nor blame me that this passion i reveal lovers die inwards that their flames conceal of all intelligence this may prove the best sure i shall draw a strange fowl from this foul nest exeunt scene two enter marcello and cornelia i hear a whispering all about the court you are to fight who is your opposite what is the quarrel tis an idle rumour will you dissemble sure you do not well to fright me thus you never look thus pale but when you are most angry i do charge you upon my blessing nay i'll call the duke and he shall school you publish not a fear which would convert to laughter tis not so was not this crucifix my father's yes i have heard you say giving my brother suck he took the crucifix between his hands and broke a limb off enter flaminio yes but tis mended i have brought your weapon back flaminio runs marcello through ah oh my horror you have brought it home indeed help oh he's murdered do you turn your gall up i'll to sanctuary and send a surgeon to you exit enter lodovico hortensio and gasparo how o'er the ground oh mother now remember what i told of breaking of the crucifix farewell there are some sins which heaven doth duly punish in a whole family this it is to rise by all dishonest means let all men know that tree shall long time keep a steady foot whose branches spread no wider than the root <sighs> dies oh my perpetual sorrow virtuous marcello he's dead pray leave him lady come you shall alas he is not dead he's in a trance why his nobody shall get anything by his death let me call him again for god's sake i would you were deceived oh you abuse me you abuse me you abuse me how many have gone away thus for lack of tendance rear up's head rear up's head his bleeding inward will kill him you see he is departed let me come to him give me him as he is if he be turned to earth let me but give him one hearty kiss and you shall put us both in one coffin fetch a looking-glass see if his breath will not stain it or pull out some feathers from my pillow and lay them to his lips 
Will you lose him for a little pains taking? Your kindest office is to pray for him. Alas, I would not pray for him yet. He may live to lay me the ground, and pray for me if you'll let me come to him. Enter Bracciano, all armed save the beaver, with Flaminio and others. Was this your handiwork? It was my misfortune. He lies. He lies. He did not kill him. These have killed him. That would not let him be better looked to. Have comfort, my grieved mother. Oh, you screech owl. Forbear, good madam. Let me go. Let me go. She runs to Flaminio with her knife drawn, and coming to him, lets it fall. The God of heaven forgive thee. Dost not wonder I pray for thee? I'll tell thee what's the reason. I have scarce breath to number twenty minutes. I'd not spend that in cursing. Fare thee well. Half of thyself lies there, and mayest thou live to fill an hourglass with his mouldered ashes, to tell how thou shouldst spend the time to come in blessed repentance. Mother, pray tell me, how came he by this death? What was the quarrel? Indeed, my younger boy presumed too much upon his manhood, gave him bitter words, drew his sword first, and so I know not how, for I was out of my wits. He fell with his head just in my bosom. That is not true, madam. I pray thee, peace. One arrow's grazed already. It were vain to lose this, for that will ne'er be found again. Go, bear the body to Cornelia's lodging, and we command that none acquaint our duchess with this sad accident. For you, Flaminio, hark you, I will not grant your pardon. No. Only a lease of your life. And that shall last but for one day. Thou shalt be forced each evening to renew it or be hanged. At your pleasure. Lodovico sprinkles Bracciano's beaver with a poison. Enter Francesco. Your will is law now. I'll not meddle with it. You once did brave me in your sister's lodging. I'll now keep you in awe for it. Where's our beaver? Aside. He calls for his destruction. Noble youth, I pity thy sad fate. Now to the barriers. This shall his passage to the black lake further. The last good deed he did, he pardoned murder. Exeunt. Scene three. Charges and shouts. They fight at barriers. First single pairs, then three to three. Enter Bracciano and Flaminio with others. An armor! Odds death, an armor! Armourer, where's the armourer? Tear off my beaver. Are you hurt, my lord? Oh, my brain's on fire. Enter armourer. The helmet is poisoned. My lord, upon my soul. Away with him to torture. There are some great ones that have hand in this, and near about me. Enter Vittoria Carambona. Oh, my loved lord, poisoned. Remove the bar. Here's unfortunate revels. Call the physicians. Enter two physicians. A plague upon you! We have too much of your cunning here already. I fear the ambassadors are likewise poisoned. Oh, I'm gone already. The infection flies to the brain and heart. Oh, thou strong heart! There's such a covenant between the world and it they're loath to break. Oh, my most loved father! Remove the boy away. Where's this good woman? Had I infinite worlds there were too little for thee. Must I leave thee? What say you, screech owls, is the venom mortal? Most deadly. 
most corrupted politic hangman you kill without book but your art to save fails you as oft as great men's needy friends i that have given life to offending slaves and wretched murderers have i not power to lengthen mine own a twelvemonth to vittoria do not kiss me for i shall poison thee this unction sent from the great duke of florence sir be of comfort o thou soft natural death that art joint twin to sweetest slumber no rough-bearded comet stares on thy mild departure the dull owl bears not against thy casement the hoarse wolf scents not thy carrion pity winds thy course whilst horror waits on princes i am lost for ever how miserable a thing it is to die amongst women howling enter lodovico and gasparo as capuchins what are those franciscans they have brought the extreme unction on pain of death let no man name death to me it is a word infinitely terrible withdraw into our cabinet exeunt albert francesco and flaminio to see what solitariness is about dying princes as heretofore they have unpeopled towns divorced friends and made great houses unhospitable so now o justice where are their flatterers now flatterers are but the shadows of princes bodies the least thick cloud makes them invisible there's great moan made for him faith for some few hours salt water will run most plentifully in every office of the court but believe it most of them do weep over their stepmother's graves how mean you why they dissemble as some men do that live without compass or the verge come you have thrived well under him faith like a wolf in a woman's breast i have been fed with poultry but for money understand me i had as good a will to cousin him as e'er an officer of them all but i had not cunning enough to do it what didst thou think of him faith speak freely he was a kind of statesman that would sooner have reckoned how many cannon-bullets he had discharged against a town to count his expense that way than think of how many of his valiant and deserving subjects he lost before it. Oh, speak well of the duke. I have done. Enter Lodovico. Wilt hear some more of my court wisdom. To reprehend princes is dangerous, and to overcommend some of them is palpable lying. How is it with the duke? Most deadly ill he's fallen into a strange distraction he talks of battles and monopolies levying of taxes and from that descends to the most brain-sick language his mind fastens on twenty several objects which confound deep sense with folly such a fearful end may teach some men that bear too lofty crest though they live happiest yet they die not best he hath conferred the whole state of the dukedom upon your sister till the prince arrive at mature age there's some good luck in that yet see here he comes enter bracciano presented in a bed vittoria and others there's death in his face already oh my good lord away you have abused me these speeches are several kinds of distractions and in the action should appear so you have conveyed coin forth our territories bought and sold offices oppressed the poor and i ne'er dreamt on it 
Make up your accounts. I'll now be mine own steward. Sir, have patience. Indeed, I am to blame. For did you ever hear the dusky raven chide blackness? Or was never known the devil railed against cloven creatures? Oh, my lord. Let me have some quails to supper. Sir, you shall. No, some fried dogfish. Your quails feed on poison. That old dog fox, that politician Florence. I'll forswear hunting and turn dog killer. Rare. I'll be friends with him. For, mark you, sir, one dog still sets another a barking. Peace, peace, yonder's a fine slave come in now. Where? Why, there, in a blue bonnet and a pair of breeches with a great codpiece. <laughs> Look you, his codpiece is stuck full of pins with pearls on the head of them. Do you not know him? No, my lord. Why, tis the devil. I know him by a great rose he wears on shoe to hide his cloven foot. I'll dispute with him. He's a rare linguist. My lord hears nothing. Nothing? Rare, nothing. When I want money, our treasury is empty. There is nothing. I'll not be used thus. Oh, lie still, my lord. See, see, Flaminio that killed his brother is dancing on the ropes there. And he carries a money-bag in each hand to keep him even for fear of breaking his neck. And there's a lawyer in a gown whipped with velvet. Stares and gapes when the money will fall. How the rogue cuts capers. It should have been an altar. Tis there. Wh what's she? Vittoria, my lord. <laughs> her hair is sprinkled with orris powder that makes her look as if she had sinned in the pastry. What's he? A divine, my lord. Bracciano seems here near his end. Lodovico and Gasparo, in the habit of Capuchins, present him in his bed with a crucifix and hallowed candle. Oh, he will be drunk. Avoid him. The argument is fearful when churchmen stagger in. Look you. Six grey rats that have lost their tails crawl upon the pillow. Send for a rat-catcher. I, I'll do a miracle. I'll free the court from all foul vermin. Where's Flaminio? I do not like that he names me so often, especially on his deathbed. Tis a sign I shall not live long. See, he's near his end. Pray give us leave. Attende, Domine Brachiane. See how firmly he doth fix his eye upon the crucifix. Oh, hold it, Constant. It settles his wild spirits, and so his eyes melt into tears. Domine Brachiane, solebas in bello tutus esse tuo clipeo, nunc hunc clipeum hosti tuo hoponas infernali. Olim hasta valuisti in bello, nunc hac sacram hastam vibravis contra hostem animarum. Attende! Domine Brachiane, si nunc quoque probas ea quae acta sunt inter nos, flecte caput in dextrum. Esto securus, Domine Brachiane, cogita quantum habeas meritorum, denique menimeris mean animam pro tua opignoratum, si quid esset periculi. Si nunc quoque probas ea quae acta sunt inter nos, 
plecte caput in laevum he is departing pray stand all apart and let us only whisper in his ears some private meditations which our order permits you not to hear here the rest being departed lodovico and gasparo discover themselves bracciano devil bracciano thou art damned perpetually a slave condemned and given up to the gallows is thy great lord and master true for thou art given up to the devil oh you slave you that were held the famous politician whose art was poison and whose conscience murder that would have broke your wife's neck down the stairs ere she was poisoned that had your villainous salads and fine embroidered bottles and perfumes equally mortal with a winter plague now there's mercury and copperas and quicksilver with other devilish pothecary stuff a melting in your politic brains dost hear this is count lodovico this gasparo and thou shalt die like a poor rogue and stink like a dead fly-blown dog and be forgotten before the funeral sermon vittoria vittoria oh the cursed devil comes to himself again we are undone strangle him in private enter vittoria and the attendants what will you call him again to live in troubled torments for charity for christian charity avoid the chamber you would prate sir this is a true love not sent from the duke of florence bracciano is strangled what is it done the snuff is out no woman keeper in the world though she had practised seven year at the pest house could have done quaintlier my lords he's dead rest, rest to his, his soul. soul oh me this place is hell how heavily she takes it oh yes yes had women navigable rivers in their eyes they would dispend them all Surely I wonder why we should wish more rivers to the city when they sell water so good cheap. I'll tell thee, these are but Moorish shades of griefs or fears. There's nothing sooner dry than women's tears. Why, here's an end of all my harvest. He has given me nothing. Caught promises! Let wise men count them cursed, for while you live... He that scores best pays worst. Sure this was Florence doing. Very likely. Those are found weighty strokes which come from the hand, but those are killing strokes which come from the head. Oh, the rare tricks of a Machiavellian! He doth not come like a gross plodding slave and buffet you to death. No, my quaint knave, he tickles you to death, makes you die laughing as if you'd swallowed down a pound of saffron. You see the feat. Tis practised in a trice. To teach court honesty, it jumps on ice. Now have the people liberty to talk, and descant on his vices. 
misery of princes that must of force be censured by their slaves not only blamed for doing things are ill but for not doing all that all men will one were better be a thresher odds death i would fain speak with this duke yet now he's dead i cannot conjure but if prayers or oaths will get to the speech of him though forty devils wait on him in his livery of flames i'll speak to him and shake him by the hand though i be blasted exit excellent lodovico what did you terrify him at the last gasp yes and so idly that the duke had liked to have terrified us how enter the moor you shall hear that hereafter see yon's the infernal that would make up sport now to the revelation of that secret she promised when she fell in love with you you're passionately met in this sad world i would have you look up sir these court tears claim not your tribute to them let those weep that guiltily partake in the sad cause i knew last night by a sad dream i had some mischief would ensue yet to say truth my dream most concerned you <laughs> shall us fall a-dreaming yes and for fashion's sake i'll dream with her methought sir you came stealing to my bed wilt thou believe me sweeting by this light i was adreamt on thee too for methought i saw thee naked fie sir as i told you methought you lay down by me so dreamt i and lest thou shouldst take cold i covered thee with this irish mantle verily i did dream you were somewhat bold with me but to come to it how how i hope you will not go to it here nay you must hear my dream out well sir forth when i threw the mantle o'er thee thou didst laugh exceedingly methought laugh and criedst out the hair did tickle thee there was a dream indeed mark her i pray thee she simpers like the suds a collier has been washed in come sir good fortune tends you i did tell you i would reveal a secret isabella the duke of florence's sister was empoisoned by a fumed picture and camillo's neck was broke by the damned flaminio the mischance laid on a vaulting horse most strange most true the bed of snakes is broke i sadly do confess i had a hand in the black deed thou kept'st their counsel right for which urged with contrition i intend this night to rob vittoria <laughs> excellent penitence usurers dream on while they sleep out sermons <laughs> to further our escape i have entreated leave to retire me till the funeral unto a friend of the country that excuse will further our escape in coin and jewels i shall at least make good unto your use an hundred thousand crowns no noble wench those crowns we'll share it is a dowry methinks should make that sunburnt proverb false and wash the ethiop white it shall away be ready for our flight an hour for day exit zanche oh strange discovery why till now we knew not the circumstances of either of their deaths re-enter zanche you'll wait about midnight in the chapel there exit zanche why now our axions justified tush for justice 
what harms it justice we now like the partridge purge the disease with laurel for the fame shall crown the enterprise and quit the shame exeunt scene four enter flaminio and gasparo at one door another way giovanni attended the young duke did you ever see a sweeter prince i have known a poor woman's bastard better favoured this is behind him now to his face all comparisons were hateful wise was the courtly peacock that being a great minion and being compared for beauty by some dotterels that stood by to the kingly eagle said the eagle was a far fairer bird than herself not in respect of her feathers but in respect of her long talons his will grow out in time my gracious lord i pray leave me sir your grace must be merry tis i have cause to mourn for what you what said the little boy that rode behind his father on horseback why what said he when you are dead father said he i hope that i shall ride in the saddle oh tis a brave thing for a man to sit by himself he may stretch himself in the stirrups look about and see the whole compass of the hemisphere you are now my lord in the saddle study your prayers sir and be penitent twere fit you'd think on what hath former been i have heard grief named the eldest child of sin exit study my prayers he threatens me divinely i am falling to pieces already i care not though like anacarsis i were pounded to death in a mortar and yet that death were fitter for usurers gold and themselves to be beaten together to make a most cordial callous for the devil he have his uncle's villainous look already in decimo sexto enter courtier now sir what are you it is the pleasure sir of the young duke that you forbear the presence and all rooms that owe him reverence so the wolf and the raven are very pretty fools when they are young it is your office sir to keep me out so the duke wills verily master courtier extremity is not to be used in all offices say that a gentlewoman were taken out of her bed about midnight and committed to castle angelo to the tower yonder with nothing about her but her smock would it not show a cruel part in the gentleman porter to lay claim to her upper garment pull it o'er her head and ears and put her in naked very good you are merry exit doth he make a court ejectment of me a flaming firebrand casts more smoke without a chimney than within it i'll smoor some of them Enter Francesco de Medici. How now? Thou art sad. I met even now with the most piteous sight. Thou meet'st another here, a pitiful degraded courtier. Your reverend mother is grown a very old woman in two hours. I found them winding of Marcello's course, and there is such a solemn melody between doleful songs, tears, and sad elegies, such as old grandames watching by the dead were wont to outwear the knights with that believe me i had no eyes to guide me forth the room they were so o'ercharged with water i will see them twere much uncharity in you for your sight will add unto their tears i will see them they are behind the traverse i'll discover their superstitions howling he draws the transverse cornelia the moor and three other ladies discovered winding marcello's course a song this rosemary is withered pray get fresh i would have these herbs grow upon his grave when i am dead and rotten reach the bays i'll tie a garland here about his head i have kept this twenty year 
and every day hallowed it with my prayers. I did not think he should have wore it. Look you, who are yonder? Oh, reach me the flowers. Her ladyship's foolish. Alas, her grief hath turned her child again. You're very welcome. To Flaminio. There's rosemary for you, and rue for you, heart's ease for you. I pray make much of it. I have left more for myself. Lady, who's this? You are, I take it, the grave-maker. So? Tis Flaminio. Will you make me such a fool? Here's a white hand. Can blood so soon be washed out? Let me see. When screech-owls croak upon the chimney-tops, and the strange cricket in the oven sings and hops, when yellow spots do on your hands appear, be certain then you of a course shall hear. Out upon't, how tis speckled. He has handled a toad sure. Cowslip water is good for the memory. Pray buy me three ounces of't. I would I were from hence. Do you hear, sir? I'll give you a saying which my grandmother was wont, when she heard the bell toll, to sing o'er unto her lute. Do, and you will, do. Cornelia doth this in several forms of distraction. Call for the robin redbreast and the wren, since o'er shady groves they hover, and with leaves and flowers do cover the friendless bodies of unburied men. Call unto his funeral dole the ant, the field mouse, and the mole, to rear him hillocks that shall keep him warm, and when gay tombs are robbed, sustain no harm. But keep the wolf far thence, that's foe to men, for with his nails he'll dig them up again. They would not bury him, cause he died in a quarrel. But I have an answer for them. Let Holy Church receive him duly, since he paid the church tithes truly. His wealth is summed, and this is all his store. This poor men get, and great men get no more. Now the wares are gone, we may shut up shop. Bless you all, good people. Exeunt Cornelia and ladies. I have a, a strange thing in me, to the which I cannot give a name, without it be compassion. I pray leave me. Exit Francesco. This night I'll know the utmost of my fate. I'll be resolved what my rich sister means to assign me for my service. I have lived riotously ill, like some that live in court, and sometimes, when my face was full of smiles, have felt the maze of conscience in my breast. Oft gay and honoured robes these tortures try. We think caged birds sing, when indeed they cry. Enter Bracciano's ghost, in his leather cassock and breeches, boots, a cowl, a pot of lily-flowers, with a skull in it. Ha! I can stand thee. Nearer, nearer yet. What a mockery have death made thee! Thou look'st sad. In what place art thou? In yon starry gallery, or in the cursed dungeon? No, not speak. Pray, sir, resolve me. What religion's best for a man to die in? Or is it in your knowledge to answer me how long I have to live? That's the most necessary question. 
not answer? Are you still like some great men that only walk like shadows up and down and to no purpose? Say— The ghost throws earth upon him and shows him the skull. What's that? Oh, fatal! He throws earth upon me! A dead man's skull beneath the roots of flowers? I pray, speak, sir. Our Italian churchmen make us believe dead men hold conference with their familiars, and many times will come to bed with them and eat with them. Exit, ghost. He's gone. And see, the skull and earth are vanished. This is beyond melancholy. I do dare my fate to do its worst. Now to my sister's lodging, and sum up all those horrors. The disgrace the prince threw on me, next the piteous sight of my dead brother, and my mother's dotage, and last this terrible vision. All these shall, with Vittoria's bounty, turn to good, or I will drown this weapon in her blood. Exit. Scene 5. Enter Francesco, Lodovico, and Hortensio. My lord, upon my soul you shall know further. You have most ridiculously engaged yourself too far already. For my part I have paid all my debts. So if I should chance to fall, my creditors fall not with me. And I vow to quit all in this bold assembly to the meanest follower. My lord, leave the city, or I'll forswear the murder. Exit. Farewell, Lodovico. If thou dost perish in this glorious act, I'll rear unto thy memory that fame shall in the ashes keep alive thy name. Exit. There's some black deed on foot. I'll presently down to the citadel and raise some force. These strong court factions that do brook no checks in the career oft break the riders' necks. Exit. Scene six. Enter Vittoria with a book in her hand. Zanche. Flaminio following them. What? Are you at your prayers? Give o'er. How ruffian. I come to you about worldly business. Sit down, sit down. Nay, stay, blouse. You may hear it. The doors are fast enough. Huh. Are you drunk? Yes, yes, with wormwood water. You shall taste some of it presently. What intends the fury? You are my lord's executrix, and I claim reward for my long service. For your service? Come, therefore, here is pen and ink. Set down what you will give me. There. She writes. Ha! Huh? Have you done already? Tis a most short conveyance. I will read it. I give that portion to thee, and no other, which Cain groaned under, having slain his brother. A most courtly patent to beg by. You are a villain. Is't come to this? They say affrights cure agues. Thou hast a devil in thee. I will try if I can scare him from thee. Nay, sit still. My lord hath left me yet. Two cases of jewels shall make me scorn your bounty. You shall see them. Exit. Oh, sure he's distracted. Oh, he's desperate. For your own safety, give him gentle language. He enters with two cases of pistols. Look! These are better far at a dead lift than all your jewel house. And yet, methinks, these stones have no fair lustre. They are ill-set. I'll turn the right side towards you. You shall see how they will sparkle. Turn this horror from me. 
What do you want? What would you have me do? Is not all mine yours? Have I any children? Pray thee, good woman, do not trouble me with this vain worldly business. Say your prayers. Neither yourself nor I should outlive him the numbering of four hours. Did he enjoin it? He did, and t'was a deadly jealousy, lest any should enjoy thee after him, that urged him vow me to it. For my death I did propound it voluntarily, knowing if he could not be safe in his own court, being a great duke, what hope then for us? This is your melancholy and despair. Away! Fool thou art to think that politicians do use to kill the effects or injuries and let the cause live. Shall we groan in irons, or be a shameful and a weighty burden to a public scaffold? This is my resolve. I would not live at any man's entreaty, nor die at any's bidding. Will you hear me? My life hath done service to other men. My death shall serve mine own turn. Make you ready. Do you mean to die indeed? With as much pleasure as e'er my father gat me. Are the doors locked? Yes, madam. Are you grown an atheist? Will you turn your body, which is the goodly palace of the soul, to the soul's slaughter-house? Oh, the cursed devil, which doth present us with all other sins, thrice candied o'er, despair with gall and stibium, yet we carouse it off. Aside to Zanche. Cry out for help. Make us forsake that which was made for man, the world to sink to that was made for devil's eternal darkness. Help! Help! I'll stop your throat with winter plums. I pray thee yet remember. Millions are now in graves which at last day like mandrakes shall rise shrieking. Leave your prating, for these are but grammatical laments, feminine arguments, and they move me as some in pulpits move their auditory, more with their exclamation than sense of reason or sound doctrine. Aside. Gentle madam, seem to consent. Only persuade him to teach the way to death. Let him die first. Tis good, I apprehend it. To kill oneself is meat that we must take like pills, not chewed but quickly swallow it. The smarter the wound or weakness of the hand may else bring treble torments. I have held it a wretched and most miserable life which is not able to die. Oh, but frailty! Yet I am now resolved. Farewell, affliction! Behold, Bracciano, I, that while you lived, did make a flaming altar of my heart to sacrifice unto you, now am ready to sacrifice heart and all. Farewell, Zanche. How, madam, do you think that I'll outlive you? Especially when my best self, Flaminio, goes the same voyage? Oh, most loved Moor! Only, by all my love, let me entreat you since it is most necessary one of us do violence on ourselves. Let you or I be her sad taster. Teach her how to die. Thou dost instruct me nobly. Take these pistols, because my hand is stained with blood already. Two of these you shall level at my breast, the other against your own, and so we'll die most equally contented. But first, swear not to outlive me. Most religiously. Then here's an end of me. Farewell, daylight. And, oh, contemptible physic, that dost take so long a study only to preserve so short a life. I take my leave of thee. Showing the pistols. These are two cupping-glasses that shall draw all my infected blood out. Are you ready? Ready. Whither shall I go now? Oh, Lucian, thy ridiculous purgatory? 
to find Alexander the Great cobbling shoes, Pompey tagging points, and Julius Caesar making hair buttons, Hannibal selling blacking, and Augustus crying garlic, Charlemagne selling lists by the dozen, and King Pepin crying apples in a cart drawn with one horse, whether I resolve to fire, earth, water, air, or all the elements by scruples, I know not, nor greatly care. Shoot! Shoot! Of all deaths the violent death is best, for from ourselves it steals ourselves so fast, the pain once apprehended is quite past. They shoot and run to him, and tread upon him. What? Are you dropped? I am mixed with earth already. As you are noble, perform your vows, and bravely follow me. Whither? To hell? To most assured damnation. Oh, thou most cursed devil! Thou art caught. In thine own engine. I tread the fire out that would have been my ruin. Will you be perjured? What a religious oath was Styx, that the gods never durst swear by and violate? Oh, that we had such an oath to minister, and to be so well kept in our courts of justice. Think whither thou art going. And remember what villainies thou hast acted. This thy death shall make me, like a blazing ominous star, look up and tremble. Oh, I am caught with a spring. You see the fox comes many times short home. Tis here proved true. Killed with a couple of branches. No fitter offering for the infernal furies than one in whom they reigned while he was living. Oh, the way's dark and horrid. I cannot see. Shall I have no company? Oh, yes, thy sins do run before thee to fetch fire from hell to light thee thither. Oh, I smell soot, most stinking soot, the chimney's afire, my liver's parboiled like scotch holly bread. There's a plumber laying pipes in my guts. It scalds. Wilt thou outlive me? Yes, and drive a stake through thy body. For will give it out thou didst this violence upon thyself. O oh, cunning devils! Now I have tried your love, and doubled all your reaches. I am not wounded. Flaminio riseth. The pistols held no bullets. T'was a plot to prove your kindness to me, and I live to punish your ingratitude. I knew one time or other you would find a way to give me a strong potion. O oh, men that lie upon your deathbeds and are haunted with howling wives, ne'er trust them. They'll remarry ere the worm pierce your winding-sheet, ere the spider make a thin curtain for your epitaphs. How cunning you were to discharge! Do you practice at the artillery-yard? Trust a woman? Never, never! Bracciano be my precedent. We lay our souls to pawn to the devil for a little pleasure, and a woman makes the bill of sale. That ever man should marry. For one hypermnestra that saved her lord and husband, forty-nine of her sisters cut their husband's throat all in one night. There was a shoal of virtuous horse-leeches. Here are two other instruments. Enter Lodovico Gasparo still disguised as Capuchins. Help! Help! What noise is that? Ha! False keys in the court. We have brought you a mask. A matakin, it seems, by your drawn swords. Churchmen turned revellers. Isabella! Isabella! Do you know us now? Lodovico and Gasparo! Yes, and that moor the duke gave pension to was the great duke of florence oh we are lost 
You shall not take justice forth from my hands. Oh, let me kill her. I'll cut my safety through your coats of steel. Fate's a spaniel. We cannot beat it from us. What remains now? Let all that do ill take this precedent. Man may his fate foresee, but not prevent. And of all axioms, this shall win the prize. Tis better to be fortunate than wise. Bind him to the pillar. Oh, your gentle pity! I have seen a blackbird that would sooner fly to a man's bosom than to stay the gripe of the fierce sparrow-hawk. Your hope deceives you. If Florence be i' the court, would he would kill me. Fool! Princes give rewards with their own hands, but death or punishment by the hands of other. Sirrah, you once did strike me. I'll strike you under the centre. Thou'lt do it like a hangman? A base hangman, not like a noble fellow? For thou seest I cannot strike again. Dost laugh? Wouldst have me die as I was born in whining? Recommend yourself to heaven. No, I will carry mine own commendations thither. Oh, I could kill you forty times a day, and used four years together, twere too little. Nought grieves but that you are too few to feed the famine of our vengeance what dost think on nothing of nothing leave thy idle questions i am in the way to study a long silence to prate were idle i remember nothing there's nothing of so infinite vexation as man's own thoughts o oh, thou glorious strumpet could I divide thy breath from this pure air, when it leaves thy body, I would suck it up, and breathed upon some dunghill. You, my deathsman, methinks thou dost not look horrid enough. Thou hast too good a face to be a hangman. If thou be, do thy office in right form. Fall down upon thy knees, and ask forgiveness. Oh, thou hast been a most prodigious comet, but I'll cut off your train. Kill the moor first. You shall not kill her first. Behold my breast, I will be waited on in death. My servant shall never go before me. Are you so brave? Yes, I shall welcome death, as princes do some great ambassadors. I'll meet thy weapon half-way. Thou dost tremble, methinks fear should dissolve thee into air. Oh, thou art deceived. I am too true a woman. Conceit can never kill me. I'll tell thee what, I will not in my death shed one base tear. Or if look pale for want of blood, not fear. Thou art my task, black fury. I have blood, as red as either of theirs. Wilt drink some? Tis good for the falling sickness. I am proud. Death cannot alter my complexion, for I shall ne'er look pale. Strike, strike with a joint motion. <clears throat> they strike. Oh, a manly blow. The next thou givest murder some sucking infant, and then thou wilt be famous. Oh! What blade is it, a Toledo or an English fox? I ever thought a cutler should distinguish the cause of my death rather than a doctor. 
search my wound deeper tent it with the steel that made it oh my greatest sin lay in my blood now my blood pays for it thou art a noble sister i love thee now if woman do breed man she ought to teach him manhood fare thee well no many glorious women that are famed for masculine virtue have been vicious only a happier silence did betide them she hath no faults who hath the art to hide them my soul like to a ship in a black storm is driven i know not whither then cast anchor prosperity doth bewitch men seeming clear but seas do laugh show white when rocks are near we cease to grieve cease to be fortune's slaves nay cease to die by dying art thou gone and thou so near the bottom false report which says that women vie with the nine muses for nine tough durable lives i do not look who went before nor who shall follow me no at myself i will begin the end while we look up to heaven we confound knowledge with knowledge oh i am in a mist oh happy they that never saw the court nor ever knew great men but by report vittoria dies i recover like a spent taper for a flash and instantly go out let all that belong to great men remember the old wives tradition to be like the lions in the tower on candlemas day to mourn if the sun shine for fear of the pitiful remainder of winter to come tis well there's yet some goodness in my death my life was a black charnel i have caught an everlasting cold i have lost my voice most irrecoverably farewell glorious villains this busy trade of life appears most vain since rest breeds rest where all seek pain by pain let no harsh flattering bells resound my knell strike thunder and strike loud to my farewell dies enter ambassadors and giovanni this way this way break open the doors this way ah are we betrayed why then let's constantly all die together and having finished this most noble deed defy the worst of fate nor fear to bleed keep back the prince shoot shoot oh i am wounded i fear i shall be ta'en you bloody villains by what authority have you committed this massacre by thine mine yes thy uncle which is a part of thee enjoined us to it thou knowest me i am sure i am count lodowick and thy most noble uncle in disguise was last night in thy court ha yes that moor thy father chose his pensioner he turned murderer away with them to prison and to torture all that have hands in this shall taste our justice as i hope heaven oh, 
i do glory yet that i can call this act mine own for my part the rack the gallows and the torturing wheel shall be but sound sleeps to me here's my rest i limbed this night-piece and it was my best remove these bodies see my honoured lord what use you ought make of their punishment let guilty men remember their black deeds do lean on crutches made of slender reeds end of act five end of the white devil by john webster